in the still caked fin de nacht. Outside was the cold, dark winter. But inside the small shul, the voices could be heard. The souls were stirred. The community davening in Radin that night of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah was special that year in Radin. For the custom was that every year, the Chavetz Chaim's great Talmud, Rebbe Chonan Wasserman, would select a small group of his Talmudim to bring with him to visit the Chavetz Chaim. A much coveted opportunity. When davening was over, and Rebbe Chanan, along with his disciples, went to say good Shabbos or good Yontif to the rabbi, to the Chavetz Chaim, the Chavetz Chaim motioned towards the Bacharim, saying, please come into my study afterwards, telling the students that I'd like to have a private meeting with you guys. And as the rest of the shul piled out, those boys, along with Rebbe Chanan, came into the Chavetz Chaim's private study. The Chavetz Chaim sat down and asked the boys a question. In the beginning of the fifth aliyah of our parsha, Parsh Svayigash, Yaakov says the following. He just figures out that Yosef is alive by Yomer Yisrael. And Yaakov says, Rav Oid Yosef ben Ichai, my son is alive. El Chavarena, let us go and see him. But then the Torah continues to explain what Yaakov said, and that's two extra words, seemingly superfluous. Let us go and see him, Beterem Amus, before I die. Now, Suffice it to say that the Torah could have said, El Chavarena, let's go and see him. What is let's go and see him before I die? And to make matters worse, the Chavetz Chaim asked, In Olam Haba, in the world to come, in the afterlife, the Gemara tells us that, what does it look like? It looks like the great righteous ones sitting in a circle with crowns on their heads, sitting around enjoying and basking in the light of Hashem. So let's presume that Yosef and Yaakov were both righteous. Won't they be able to see each other even after death? So how come Yaakov needs to say, let's go see Yosef, Beterem Amus? The Chavetz Chaim's answer will shock you. Said the Chavetz Chaim that Yaakov was saying that a person is judged based on what he is faced with, challenged with, and overcomes. Lefum tsa'ara agra. According to the pain is the reward. And Yaakov now, since he has seen the Agalos, he's seen that Yosef has omade Bitsidko, Joseph has remained righteous, he has now ascertained that he will be rewarded greater than himself. And he was saying that Yosef is going to be in a rung in heaven that I will not be able to see him, for there are different sections in heaven and different levels to heaven, and I won't be able to be with my son Yosef because he will be at a closer spot Hashem he will have better seats than I do. So let's see him before I die. The Chavetz Chaim looked up and told these Bachram, I wanted to meet you for where the world is going, for the challenges that you will have to endure to remain righteous. I'm fearful that I won't be able to see you in the afterlife if you remain righteous for your reward for your Oymed Bitsidko, your remaining steadfast in your spirituality. We'll get you to a place that I won't be able to see you. We don't need to take any time explaining the indecency that goes on in our modern society. At times, it can feel like we're living in a backwards world, where all of the private areas of life, all the devarim tsenuim, seem to be out in the open. And all of the things that should be, perhaps public, are kept quiet that no one ever knows about, when they're actually important and people should know about them. Oylem hafuch Raisi.
So suffice it to say that we have a unique opportunity. We have tremendous challenges. We do. The world has presented new, never-before-seen, enjoyable experiences. Nothing is off-limits. You can do anything pretty much at any time. And that's exactly why we have so much to gain. With the cards stacked against us, the reward has to be commensurate. And the Chavitz Chaim is telling us about how great our opportunity is. The Mishnah says in Avos, in Parak Dalad, Mishnah Chavhei, that Alisha ben Avuya Oimer, Haloy made Yeled, a young child that learns Taira, Lama to what is he similar? Ledyoik suva al nir chadash, to ink that's been written upon clean paper, fresh new paper, seeming to say that he has a unsmudged paper, meaning that he's got an open mind and he's fresh and he's easily able to access the teaching. Vahaloy made zakain, somebody who learns when they're older, Lama Hudaime, to what is that person likened to? To ink that's been written upon smudged, worn-out paper. Now, the Mishnah seems a bit depressing for any person who might find themselves in advanced age or even older than a Yeled. So Rabbi Yaina wants to know, what is the point of the Mishnah? Is it to depress an experienced elderly person? God forbid. Says Rabbi Yaina that a person must keep in mind that while the understanding of Tyra, while the Ability to grasp it with the sharpest mind possible can happen when you are younger. One of the main points of Tyra is Talmud Tyra Keneged Kulam, that we are rewarded for its study at the same degree that if we would have done all of the mitzvos at that moment. Talmud Tyra Keneged Kulam. And the reward for the experienced person is what he should focus on. Maybe... He won't actually retain the knowledge. Maybe he will forget it or maybe he won't have the sharpest understanding of it. But the point that he should dwell on is the reward that he gets for the Torah study. That although he's like smudge paper not denying that fact, when he recognizes that the reward will be so great for his studies in his advanced age, well then that's something to dance about. Remembering this concept... That schar and einish, the most foundational, perhaps, point of all of Judaism, that we work for reward in the next world, is supremely important, especially in these days. Now, you'll ask and say, what do you mean? Doesn't the Mishnah say in Perak Aleph, Mishnah Gimel, Antigonus is soichai kibel mishim anatzadik, huha ya oimer, altiu kavodim amisham shinesarava manas lakabel pras, a person should not serve Hashem for reward. You shouldn't serve Hashem looking for the reward. And while that is an important concept, Avazdir Abnasan explains in Dalit Bays that in fact the disciples of Antigonus who taught this, names were Tzaduk and Baitus. And there's a dispute whether it was them or their students that after hearing this, that there's no reward, eventually became the infamous tzedukim and the baitusim, trashing the entire Tzedukim Shabal Peh. Because if there's no reward, there's no schar onesh, well then what's the point? And that's how one of the splinters off of Klai Yisrael happened. For the knowledge of not understanding this basic foundational point that there is schar and einish, and we are rewarded for what we do in this world. Maybe we shouldn't have it in mind on everything that we do constantly, but the knowledge of that we work hard in this world, to be rewarded in the next world, is of utmost importance. I want to try to give some practical tip to help us with this. 
There is no greater place that you will be able to find clearly articulated this nikuda, this insight, this nugget of schar and onus, reward and punishment, than in Rambam's Yud Gimel Ikrim, his 13 principles of faith. Principle Yud Aleph of the Rambam. I believe with complete faith that Hashem will bestow good reward upon someone who keeps Hashem's mitzvos and he will punish for someone who violates them. In the most universally accepted articulation of the principles of faith, Rambam tells us that we must know this, that there's reward and there's punishment. And therefore, we have such a unique opportunity. With the reward and the punishment being commensurate with the challenges that you must overcome to keep the mitzvos and to overcome the nisyonos, to refrain from violating the commandments, well, that's how we are rewarded. Keeping the mitzvos in this generation with all that it has to offer and all the distractions can leapfrog us all the way up to courtside seats sitting tachas, kisei hakavod. El chav erenu beterem omus. The chavetz chaim said, I want to see you, Bachrim, for who knows how much you will overcome to remain righteous. To properly keep this concept on the forefront of our minds, maybe we can take upon ourselves to start saying the Rambam's 13 principles daily, after davening, or at least once daily, when you can find the time. And indeed, it's a very lauded practice, that if you go as far back as to Rav Yaakov Emden's great Siddur Yaivitz, he writes the following about saying Rambam's 13 principles every day. Hashem, one who fears God. Omar Yom should say this every day. And he should have a concentrated mind properly. And he should internalize it and believe it. And he will be to this eternal Reward this eternal light. Let us start saying the Rambam's principles daily. For it's a small commitment that can pay huge dividends. And some have the custom to say the great Jewish hymn Yigdal, and Arizal was known not to say it. But be it as it may, the consensus opinion is that Yigdal was actually written as far back as the 1400s. And it's a poem or poetic version of the Rambam's Yudgimel Ikrim. And some say it in the morning before davening, and some say it at the end of davening. And there's much depth to the song, and even at the end of the song, when you double over the words and say, You do it again to re-internalize, to give certain significance to that last line, to really understand, and end off with a crescendo about, So there's much depth to the song too. And whatever your custom is, you should continue to do it. But if you do say Yigdal, then you even have an even shorter way to remind yourself of the Yod Gimel Ikrim and of Schar Va'inish. Let us daily remind ourselves that according to the pain is the gain. Lefum Tzara Agra and the opportunity that this generation and the world right now presents is a unique one and we should take full advantage.